0: From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show we're talking about how you can overcome the biggest challenges to starting any sex challenge
1: and there's a quote from brian tracy that says treat objections as requests for further information and as we're talking about the challenges around doing a sex challenge most of the time that's just a request for further information so we're going to be digging into that in today's show but we start each and every show here at One Extraordinary Marriage with a hug and a hug. That's hug's, right. A hug is really that opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family and just the breakthrough that they've had in their marriage. And this week's hug is sponsored by the Position of the Month Club. And we're so looking forward to sharing more about this special group a little later in the show. The hug that came in it came from an email and it said, I started listening to your podcast several weeks ago and I've been hooked ever since.
0: Right on.
1: Went on to say, my husband and I just completed the seven day challenge and we are so encouraged by the results. We've been wanting to make a change and improve both the quality and quantity of our sex life. So we were open to giving this challenge a try and we're so glad we did. It's easy for us to make excuses about being too busy or too tired for sex, even though we know that physical intimacy is more important than anything else on our to-do list. That's like a serious insight right there
0: little knowledge bomb
1: little knowledge bomb during the challenge we discovered that even when we didn't feel up for sex once we got going we ended up having a great time and feeling so glad that we'd had sex we also noticed a huge difference it makes in the effort that we're putting forth to please one another sex is starting to feel more fun again and less like a chore Mm. knowing that we were in this challenge together affected more than just our physical intimacy Another insight there. Yes. We're actually going to be talk about that. She said, "I noticed an increased emotional connection the whole day, not just the moments leading up to sex. My husband has started greeting me at my car door when I come home from work instead of barely acknowledging me as I walk inside while he's glued to his screen. This is just one example of the small mm. gestures I've noticed this week that make me feel more connected. I've been more mindful of my words and actions too, thinking of things I can do for him to make him feel more loved and attracted to me and desiring intimacy as well." We don't want our progress to stop with the challenge. So we're going to try the intimacy lifestyle next.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I love it. it. It's That's a that's an amazing hug, Anna. We did it. Well, Boom. all
1: wrapped into one. And the funny thing about this hug, or I guess the ironic thing, is that we had already planned on wrapping the show around the idea of, you know, what are the challenges with a sex challenge? And, and no joke, we were getting ready to go and, and record the show, and that hug comes in, and I'm, I, am you know, just one of those divine moments where you're like, that hug mm-hmm. came in because all of you, like it just gets you thinking about what we're gonna be talking about today. That's right. And you know, a couple of weeks ago, we released the second edition, fully revised and updated seven days of sex challenge book. Mm-hmm. First time we've updated it, I think in like five or six years.
0: Uh, We've only updated it other than the covers.
1: Right. It's had a number of different covers, but this is like...
0: This is like 50 to 60% brand new material in the 7 Days of Sex Challenge. So if you have the old one and you want something new, grab it. If you've never grabbed it, grab it. You can just pick it up at 7daysofsex.com.
1: And when the book came out and people were starting to pick it up, we started getting these questions about, you know, when are we going to do the next seven days of sex challenge with the one family? And, you know, that it was something in the early years of One Extraordinary Marriage. I think we did it two or three years in a row.
0: Three. Three we years. In three a row. years in a row, way back when. Yeah. Way
1: back when, when one was much, Small. much smaller. The one family was teeny tiny. Yeah. Compared to all of you now. And, and, you know, it's one of those things, and you guys hear me say this almost every week that when we want to know what's going on with the one family, we, we ask you. That's right. Right? It, it's a good model, just as a side note, it's a good model for communication in your marriage. If you want to know what's going on, ask the question. True. Don't assume, because quite honestly, we'd actually been making some assumptions about the one family and, and you know, had, had you thought about sex challenges? Like we kind of had all these preconceived ideas because we talk about it a lot.
0: Yeah. And we would hear from couples, you know, just like this hug and this, we did it. And we would get folks hitting us up on Facebook or Instagram, DMing us, emails, voicemails, whatever it may be. So we had our own perceived connotation or notion from what we've received.
1: Right. And so we asked you, right. Have the two of you ever considered doing a sex challenge, right? Whether we're talking seven days, you know, Tony and I did 60 days years and years ago, you know, have you ever considered... No no stipulations on what that was. And we had over five hundred responses to that one question. And sixty one percent of you said, Yes, we've thought about it. Okay. So the next logical question is, well, how many of you have completed a challenge? A challenge. Right? So remember, sixty one percent said, We've thought about it. Fourteen percent of you have actually completed one.
0: Which is great
1: which is great for the 14% that have, but there's like 47%, there's a 47% gap there between those of you that have thought about it and actually completed Mm -hmm. one. Yeah, And so, you know, it really got us thinking, okay, what's, where's the gap, Mm -hmm. right? What's going on? And we also know that there are a lot of you that maybe you've heard us talk about the sex challenge, but you don't actually know our story, Mm -hmm. partly because it's episode one of the podcast. And if you find us on iTunes, you only get the last 300. So You know
0: what I'll do though is I'll put a link here in the show notes to episode one oh, and awesome. you can, you can just come back and listen to it. It's raw. It's real. It's way different than what we sound like now. Please, please extend some grace because we didn't know what we were really doing, but I will tell you it's the origin story. It's where one started and where our lives got turned around.
1: And, you know, keep in mind when you do listen that that was nine years ago. Like, like, let me just that us recording that nine years ago. Yes. We've grown a lot, but we did the, we did our first sex challenge in 2008. Mm -hmm. Right. And and that was 60 days. And, you know, just a little context of what was going on in case you have forgotten what was happening 10, 11 years ago. That was at the start of the recession. Mm -hmm. Right. So a lot of stress coming in. We've been. Tony's been self-employed since 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I think. Sure. That sounds sounds right. good. 2000, yeah, 2003. And so, you know, five years into being self-employed mm-hmm. at that point in time, high stress, things are going on. Our kids, little context, they were two and five when we decided to embark on a 60 days of sex challenge. Mm-hmm. So for all of you that are saying my kids are too little, I'm just letting you know, we did it. Mm-hmm. And little bit more to that is that we hadn't been having sex regularly, right? Like not even, I know you all hear us talk about the intimacy life. The intimacy lifestyle wasn't even a thing.
0: Yeah. That was born out of the 60 days of sex challenge. I would say we were probably a one to two timer a month on sex at that point in time in our lives.
1: I feel like you're being generous. Okay.
0: Well, but, I'm being generous. Take it.
1: But uh, but I'll take it. All right. And our communication was not good either.
0: No. Not right. At all.
1: Like in fact when Tony first suggested it, I said no. And was just like absolutely not. This is not going to happen and, oh, and
0: And on top of all that, 11 years married. Yes. So we we were already 11 years into our marriage and and now we're double that, so we're 22.
1: So lots of bad habits, mm-hmm. lots of rejection, mm-hmm. lots of not talking about sex, lots of the things, you know, differences in desire way a factor in our marriage. And mm-hmm. ultimately we ended up completing 40 out of 60 days. And that's what launched what you all now know as one extraordinary marriage. And I will mm-hmm. tell you that those 40 out of 60 days that we completed, um, it wasn't always easy. No, it, there wasn't always fireworks, mm. right?
0: There are a lot of good fireworks. So not always it, it, Yeah. I mean, when you're going 40 times out of 60, there there were definitely days and moments where we had to this is where the emotional intimacy came and we're gonna talk about it more, but we had to talk about those moments where we're just like, okay, we only have so much time right now, let's move. And and instead of just sort of beating around the bush, we just okay, what what does this look like for us? And we got down and dirty and talked about it.
1: And a few other things that didn't always happen. There wasn't always an orgasm. There was on both
0: a, parts. On both parts. I'm gonna say that. There were many a times when I was like Uh, we're going to have to go for penetration. I'm going to try my hardest personally as a guy. Yeah. I'm going to try my hardest to ejaculate. There were multiple times when I did not.
1: And that's, yeah. And there were late nights, early mornings, all different kinds of stuff. And, and you know, that experience wrapped around those two months, that was priceless. But the reality is, is that most couples can't really like mentally block off 60 days to commit to this. And we knew this as we started sharing our story with folks, people like, wow, Mm -hmm. that's a lot of time. That that's, that's a significant port, like two months. That's one sixth of the year. That's a lot. And so we knew that we had to figure out a way that couples could have the same experience, have the connection, have the, the priority in their marriage, have all of these different components come together, but do it in, do it in a period of time that was smaller.
0: I think, I wouldn't say smaller, but more manageable. Because ever since that first one, Elisa and I have not since done another 60 days of sex challenge. We have, though, have done a seven days of sex challenge every year since. So we have done nine. This will be our 10th anniversary of coming up with a seven days of sex challenge or doing a seven days of sex challenge each year. And it's amazing what happens in those seven days. And I will say having done both, there's a lot that we learned in seven days that we learned when we did the 60 days.
1: Wow. I didn't realize this was the 10th anniversary. The 10th anniversary. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But that's, that's where the idea of the seven days of sex challenge came up. And you know, a lot of people ask us, well, doesn't this change the focus in the marriage to sexual intimacy instead of having emotional intimacy? You know, is it, aren't you just only focused on sex? And, And as you heard in that hug, Right. I mean, here's, here's a couple that seven days and they're now like doing stuff for each other and they're, you know,
0: well, they're connecting emotionally as well as physically.
1: Well, and that's what I mean doing, you know, he's greeting her at the door, Mm -hmm. right. Instead of looking at the screen, there's all of this that yes, at first glance, it does look like it's all about sex. Mm -hmm. It's called a sex challenge, right? Like, Like let's just Everybody, it's there. It's in the middle of the room. It's there. But what happens as you start to put one another, you start to make each other a priority is that you start finding ways to emotionally connect. That's right. You start choosing your battles. Because let me tell you, ladies, and specifically, um, when we did the 60 days, Tony had been the one to traditionally take out the garbage, right? But I started realizing, I'm like, if I'm going to gripe about him taking out the garbage cans... That's just gonna like drive a wedge into the day. Like, was it a battle I wanted to face or could I just go and do it myself, right? All of a sudden, remember those kids were little, Tony started you know, helping out at bath time. Why? Because if I was less stressed at the end of the evening, it was a lot easier for me to transition into having sex.
0: And here's the thing though too, I think we, we get into our roles and our routines, mm-hmm. right? And we see our marriage as husband and wife and I have my role as a husband, Alisa has her roles as wife, and that had been going on. And so by putting in a challenge, it really disrupted that and made me personally realize that there were things that, wait a minute, I can do around here. I can help out. Why can't I? I'd, I'd almost boxed myself in to say, this is what I do in this relationship. And yet once I started realizing that, you know what? I can, there's no big deal and let me just say this. My, 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 oldest is 16. I think there is even a, a gap between how dads and moms, um, tend to their kids, even mm-hmm. in the 16 years that, that we've had our first, um, back then, even most of my buddies, we did, we just were just like, ah, eh, it's cool. Wife's going to take care of the kids. And yet I did realize that it was really vital for me to do that. Hey, do the dishes, do the things like that. And those are things that I've, I've realized even just even to this day have impacted our sexual and emotional intimacy. Mm-hmm. So it may be small. We, we may think it's small. And yet at the bigger, when you look at it over time, it really makes an impact.
1: Absolutely. Because you know as you start to do those things, as you start to have the conversations, right? And every time that we do a sex challenge, uh, the quality of our conversations change, Right, how that happens. And so you, you remember why you fell in love in the first place. You you rediscover who you are now and what works. And let me tell you something, you start looking at having sex seven days in a row, and it actually gives you an opportunity to like fuel your creativity. Sure thing. Right? Because if you're looking at having sex in the exact same position at the exact same time for seven days, there's not a lot of excitement that goes along with it.
0: That's where it's getting out of your comfort zone sexually. And so yes, this is a, a sex challenge because part of the thing is, let's change it up. And Mm -hmm. Elise and I learned that quickly because when you do missionary style time and time again, you're like, Hey, this, this works and it's a great position and we love it. And yet there's a little, we we need to change this thing up a little bit for both of us.
1: And I know a lot of you are sitting there listening to us today and you're like, seriously, I don't even know why we have to have this conversation. If we're talking about, you know, seven days of sex challenge, it's pretty simple, right? Like we're just going to have sex seven days in a row. What what's so hard about that? Um, I will tell you, there are a lot of challenges mm-hmm. to having sex seven days in a row, right? Because here's the thing, it takes time, it takes connection, and there are all of these things that actually conspire against you to make your marriage and to make intimacy a priority. Yeah. A- and we asked the one family, you know, what what's your biggest obstacle or what do you think would be the biggest obstacle? And I'm telling you, I, I compiled all of the results and it was, it was almost overwhelming, right? To see how some of these things really impact the two of you. And we wanted to, we wanted to share with you the four biggest vote getters, right? Because I mean, the list, I, I think there was probably, I don't know, 20 or 30 different Options. Some of them definitely fell into categories, and those mm-hmm. those I condensed into the four big, uh, the four biggest challenges. But here's the thing: take that step. And if there's one thing I can tell you before we even get into this, is that it's it's a success when you even attempt the challenge, mm-hmm. you have no idea what's gonna happen in any given seven day period in your life, right? Kids get sick, but you know, I mean, we had illness when we did the 60 days, mm-hmm. you know, people get called out of town of work. Don't don't view not completing as a failure. Like, can I just say that? Because most, most couples won't even try. Mm-hmm. So your first success is in the attempt.
0: Well, and we know 61% have considered it, 14% have completed it. So getting it started and getting it going, is the first step you need to take,
1: and I want to share. You know, this month, uh, the entire month of February, we're actually going to be answering some of those uh, uh, questions that came in about the sex challenge and going over some of the other obstacles and challenges on Instagram. So, if you don't follow us already on Instagram, make sure that you check us out at One Extraordinary Marriage because we're going to be we're going to be tackling this to equip. You and your spouse to be able to do this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You, Love it. you can't. So the biggest, the biggest obstacle to the one family, the biggest challenge, were it all fell under the category of schedules and time. Sure. Right. His schedule, her schedule, having opposite schedules, being too busy, work travel, you know, just all of this, Mm -hmm. you know, we've got first responders who, you know, are coming in at all different times. We've got people that, you know, because of work, they're gone four or five days out of the week. Right. And, you know, here's the thing, like that couple that I read the hug, you can make up all kinds of reasons why it won't work. There's actually a couple in the one family. They're both EMTs. They actually are only both ever in the house at the same time, only 10 days during the month. Mm-hmm. So think about it. Only one third of the month, they happen to be in the same place. And they got really creative when they decided to do it. They, they were very intentional about those days. They were intentional about you know, looking at their calendar and saying, okay, when can, when can we make this happen? Right. Because we want to make it a priority. And guys, we're all busy, right? There is not a single one of you listening to this show that doesn't have something else popping up on your calendar. You're probably doing something else
0: Mm -hmm.
1: while you're listening to the show, but I want to ask you, right? And this is a question that somebody asked me the first time they heard us talk about the seven days of sex challenge, you know, when they're like, well, what about the laundry? And what about, you know, the dishes and what about all the stuff you have to do? And my response then is the same thing I'm about to tell you now. All of the stuff that you have on your calendar will be there tomorrow. It will be. Mm -hmm. It it absolutely will be. I said, but I have no guarantees that Tony will be there tomorrow.
0: And we just, gosh, looking at Facebook, we were at a conference some years back um, for firefighters. And um, we just saw that the husband, he passed away. Heart attack probably you know, late forties, something Mm -hmm. of that nature. And I, and I was just like, wow, wow. You know what I mean? It it hits you because you go, wow, I have all this stuff going on in my life. And here's a, here's a, here's a healthy man. Um, just loved his family, you know, loved his community and he's now gone. Mm -hmm. And Hey, I don't wish that upon any of us. And yet these things do happen. And so our busyness can sometimes rob us of the amazing things that we could be doing in our marriage. And so switching our minds and our brains to go, we can't to, we can, mm-hmm. is a huge first step. And then making your schedule work.
1: And for some of you, for for a week, you know, we're talking seven days, for a week you're going to need to say no to a few things. Mm-hmm. And they may be good things. I'm not telling you got to like, you know, just cut out the junk. There may be some good things that you need to say no to. It's not forever it's for one week.
0: Mm-hmm. One week. In, in episode 462, we, we talked about get out of your head and into your bed. And for any of you who've listened to it or you haven't listened to it, I would say go listen to that one again. Because one of the biggest things that you can do to make sure that you are going to be successful during that seven days of sex challenge is you got to get a bunch of stuff out of your head quick. Mm. You know what I mean? Elisa was saying, hey, the laundry will be there. I know some of us are like, oh, that needs to be cleaned or this or that. Sometimes you got to just get that out of your head. Make love, Mm -hmm. enjoy each other. And if you want to cuddle or do whatever you want afterwards, go for it. And then maybe you pop up out of bed and you clean it up afterwards. We've done that. I mean, you, you make adjustments. Maybe you're going to just have sex in the shower during the middle of the day or in the morning. Hey, get it started out right. And then that way you're just already moving.
1: Well, and that goes into the next one, which is that, you know, the second biggest challenge is people being tired, feeling exhausted, having low energy, Mm -hmm. being fatigued. And, and, you know, we get it. We were just talking about those schedules and how busy they are and how we're running and everybody's running and and all this kind of stuff. Our kids were two and five and the youngest one was not sleeping during the night because she was dealing with tonsil and adenoid stuff. So,
0: And, and don't forget, we've also had sex challenges every year. For the last nine years, we're gonna be doing our 10th. So we've done this enough. And number of times things have come up. One of us not feeling a hundred percent, schedules, things changing. So we've done this enough times to know that hey, tiredness, exhaustion, fatigue, those happen. And yet, what can you do? Even I would even say this: if you if it's on your mind and this is something you're dealing with, why not take the next 90 days and look at that. Why are you so fatigued? Why do you have low energy? Is it your food intake? Is it you need to, to start a fitness regime? Is it something, just one thing that you know that you could do that could change your life? I'll tell you what, something that I've changed. That's honestly changed my life. Just even right now is I stopped going to Starbucks. I love my double shots. Love my, my Starbucks double shot. Give me two pumps, a classic. We're good to go. But guess what? I, I just said, I'm done. I'm enough enough. And lo and behold, I've lost some weight and I have my energy back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One thing. That's all I've, and believe me, I, I still have some cravings at time. I wanted to go there this morning, actually. But I just said, you know what? I'm not going to do that because I know it's going to impact my energy and my, my uh, level of, of awa- awareness, I would say.
1: And can I just say, for all of you that think that sex is only a nighttime activity, it's not. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling Yesterday super fatigued in, in the middle of the day. Even, yes. Early evening, uh, I'm like, I God, to think <laughs> what time of day it was. But sex is not just a nighttime activity. Yes. Right. So you know, choose those other times. Choose nap time. Choose in the morning. Choose you know when the kids are watching afternoon cartoons. You know, think through the other times of the day, right? Because if you're feeling fatigued because you're trying to do it at ten thirty at night or eleven or eleven thirty, then you're always going to just wear yourself out. <laughs>
0: no, no, no. It, it's so true. It's like I just remember. When we did the 60 days and have done some of the seven days, honestly, I remember you you want to talk about emotional intimacy. I remember just Elisa talking and talking and and I was cool because I was like, I want to hear it. I mean, we were just connecting at such a level that we hadn't in years that I was just soaking it in. But I remember a couple of times just going, Hey, babe, it's 1150. And if we don't get moving, we are going to miss today. And You know what? It was worth it. I remember just being exhausted and tired, and yet it was so well worth it. I will say, usually when it was late at night like that, I am not ejaculating. I mean, for us, we were cool with penetration. There was some foreplay, and yet we knew that, hey, if she didn't orgasm or I didn't ejaculate, we still considered that a completed day.
1: And we've got the last two challenges that we wanna we wanna share with you guys, the challenge to the challenge. But before we do that, we wanna thank this week's sponsor, which is the Position of the Month Club. And we want to do a huge shout out to all of our fabulous partners That's in right. the club. Yes. Yeah, you know, these are people who have seen firsthand the power of investing in their marriages and want to help spread one extraordinary marriage and all of the resources to more couples. And you know, it's great because when you become a position of the month club partner, you're gonna receive the position post monthly. And you know, this is really it's a magazine style email publication right it's going to get Mm -hmm. delivered to your inbox full of resources articles and member only information and you know it's not just about the sexual intimacy we actually help you build your emotional and recreational intimacy as well and You know, you can learn more about it today and how you can join and get access to all this partner only resources at positionofthemonthclub.com. And again, thank you to all of you that have already made that decision to partner with us and, you know, not just make the investment in your marriage, but impact your community and those around the world. You know, and so number three going into the last, you know, the last two here's challenges are, you know, all things wrapped up under desire. Right. And we heard things like mm-hmm. he's low desire. She's low desire. We're both low desire. How do I get my spouse on board when my spouse doesn't even want to, you know, have sex? Mm-hmm. How do we stay interested for a whole week? Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, I hope you heard that I did say he's low desire and she's low desire because it impacts both almost sides. every marriage. Mm-hmm. Right. There are these desire differences. It's in our marriage. I'm the low spouse low desire spouse. I get it. And that was part of the reason when Tony first suggested a sex challenge. I'm like, you are C-R-A-Z-Y. Crazy. Crazy. Like, we're maybe once a month and you want me to do what? But it actually created a, as the low desire spouse, it made it very clear. I knew what the expectations were. Yeah. Right. And so it really becomes this opportunity to start talking about what can we do again for seven days?
0: And I think that's really, you, you, you. You hit on it, and I, I really—I never really realized this. For you as a low desire spouse, it was setting up the expectation of what our sexual intimacy was going to look like. Right. And the 11 years prior to doing the first one, we had never d- discussed that at all. At and all. so you saying that really makes me realize how important it is for us to communicate that those expectations. Because if not, we're sitting out here in la-la land wondering... Well, she's low desire or he's low desire. Well, what's the expectation that we have upon one another? And that's where having done the challenges and moving into the intimacy lifestyle, we've set all that up. So both of us are on the same page, Mm -hmm. high desire spouse myself, low desire spouse Elisa, but we came together in agreement and we go, this is what we want and this is what we desire for our sexual intimacy in our marriage. What it looks for you guys is going to be probably different because as we've said before, God has made us all uniquely special. Mm -hmm. And so you're not another Tony and Elisa, you're you and you, those are who you guys are. And now it's blending that, bringing it together.
1: And if you're another point here too, if you're the low desire spouse, you actually get more time to prepare yourself because you know what's coming, right? Instead of having this like, okay, is he going to make a move? Is she going to make a move? Like, like we just know, right? And whatever you have to do to get yourself ready, whether it's lubricants, whether it's, you know, setting up the room to, to be romantic, whatever it is, wearing lingerie, you know, and so you can get on board. And I would encourage you, if you are the low desire spouse, if you're the one that's like, I don't think we need this. If you're the one that, you know, whatever, suspend all of that for seven days, mm. go into this wholeheartedly for seven days. And and if you're not doing it for yourself, do it for your spouse. Because if they've asked you this is something that they feel is important, and one of the biggest gifts that we can do for our spouses is to honor and explore what they think is important,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Not having it be all about us and I can't do this and I don't want to do this, and you know, it. it so much of that is mindset.
0: Yep, it's huge.
1: It, and so you've really got to look at what your mindset is around this topic of intimacy.
0: Yeah. And we have coming up this month, the intimacy mindset workshop, and we'd love for you guys to check it out and join us with that. You can learn more about it at com slash intimacy mindset.
1: And I would guess it probably comes as no surprise that the, the number fourth or number fourth, the, the, fourth, number, fourth. <laughs> the number four, the fourth biggest challenge. Um, and a lot of you have them at home is
0: they're, they're usually like two, three, four, feet, four feet tall. Or, at, the, at the younger ages, at the or younger like ages. At, at our age, you know, six foot two.
1: Uh, so it's kids.
0: Yeah. Right. And even at uh, even at the older age, we're going to talk about it from from the younger's to the older's because there's a transition that we were all dealing with when we got kids,
1: right? Because it doesn't matter if you have an infant that's nursing or if you have, you know, that teenager that you're like, okay, what are they walking through the door, Mm -hmm. right? Your sexual intimacy is impacted by those people. Somebody actually called them. One of the comments we had was those little dictators in the house, (laughs) which, which made me chuckle. But (laughs) having kids requires you to be creative about your sexual intimacy
0: at all stages of life.
1: It's, it goes you know, without saying that the older ones can hear you. And so some of you are like wrapping your head around, how do we have sex with that? And the babies, you know, wake up at all kinds of weird times. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you may actually have to hire a babysitter to get your kids out of the house so that you can be in the house having sex, right? You may have to let them watch TV. For those of you that, you know, you're kind of like, oh, we don't let our kids watch TV. I'm telling you, 20 minutes of whatever their favorite cartoon is so that the two of you can go have some connection mommy-daddy time best 20 minutes of TV. Mm-hmm. Don't do it all the time, but like use that to your advantage.
0: I would even say if they're in school, use that time it to your advantage. If you can you know, make that work. If you can make it work. If you have uh, family around, if you have family, you know, in your community that you can drop them off, say to, to grandma and grandpas or something, you know, things of that nature, make sure you take advantage of those.
1: And lock your door. Yep. Like can, can we be real practical here? if you're worried about your kids walking in on you or you're like, oh, I remember when I walked in on my, lock your door, right? Yeah. It's seven days. The kids will survive if mommy and daddy's bedroom door is locked for seven days in a row. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, it'll be okay. A- and around this whole idea of kids, can we please not use our kids as an excuse for why Come we on. can't do a sex challenge? Can let's we, Or for why we can't even have to be sexually intimate with our spouses? Here's the thing. You had sex to make them. Right? You you that's how you got them. Sex was involved. It needs to be a factor in your marriage to keep your marriage moving forward. Stop using your kids as an excuse for why you and your spouse can't be more connected. Yeah. Like I, I feel so strongly about this one because we're raising up a generation of kids that don't know that it's important that parents actually have time to themselves and make sexual intimacy a priority.
0: Yeah. And here's a couple other tips I just want to throw out there for you guys with kids. Sound and sleep machine grab one. I'll put a link here in the show notes for you guys. It, it's a sound machine that Elise and I love and it changes with the amount of noise in the room. So as the, as the levels go up, the actual machine makes the the noise itself goes up. It increases in volume. So it, what it's doing is it's going to hide some of those noises that hey, as a parent myself, you're sort of like, are the kids hearing that? Are they not? Uh, one of our kids loves having a fan in their room, so that, that adds a, another noise factor into that room. Uh, another kid's a little farther away, so that helps. You know, again, Elisa said the shower time, great, water's running, things of that nature. Think about also, uh, and again, locking the door, key, key. Think of ways that you can help yourself be in the moment, whatever that may be, you know, and get yourself there because most likely you do have kids and you're going to, you're going to have them for some years to come as well. Mm -hmm. If they're younger for us, we're on, we're on the backside of it. And yet we still have them And, and, and we're dealing with things that are different than youngers. When Elisa said, you know, one of them's out, is he going to walk in? You know, what time is he coming home? What time does she need to be picked up from friends and things of that nature? And so working around them is just one of those things that we do.
1: And at the end of the day, you know, we did not know when we did our first sex challenge what was going to shift in our marriage. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. We haven't been doing it the last 10 years because it doesn't work, right? Every year it provides a reset for the connection between the two of us. It provides that opportunity to say, you know what? You are my priority and and I'm willing to clear the calendar. I'm willing to say no to stuff. I'm willing to say yes to you Mm -hmm. because this relationship is the relationship that matters more than anything else. So, you know, think about this, right? Share this show with your spouse, right? This may be the easiest way to, to bridge that conversation. Pick up the seven days of sex challenge book right? It's not only is there something to do every day, but there's all kinds of like we build out all kinds of variations and, and different suggestions. I mean, we're actually going to start a a community wide challenge on Valentine's day, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're like thinking this through and you're like, that might be an awesome Valentine's day present, I'm telling you the one family, it's going to be happening all over the world. So again, make sure to follow us on Instagram because that's where we're going to be posting, you know, daily, questions and comments and all that kind of stuff and really giving you a lot of encouragement around it. But you know, not every challenge has had fireworks every single day but I will tell you that every time we've done a challenge, our marriage has walked away strengthened and that's what we desire for each of you.
0: Yeah, all right you guys. This was, this was fun, this was packed and it's mm-hmm. something that Elise and I love talking to you about because we see the breakthrough that happens when you do start one and when you go through it, and then when you complete it, even those of you who've written us and tell, told us, Hey, it didn't work this time, but then you come back and you go, you know what? We did it again. And we did it. There is such breakthrough that happens in a marriage. When you are able to sexually be one with each other, emotionally be one with each other for this one week time, we're blessed. We we we're, we're. We're excited to see the blessing upon your life when you go through your sex challenge. So go after it. Join us. We'd love to have you there with us with this one coming up here in February. We love you guys. Have a great week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.